Welcome to the NRV Business Spotlight on the WRAD Talk Network, giving you a closer look at the businesses and employers all across the New River Valley. The program is a service of New River Radio and Digital. Here's your host, New River Radio General Manager, Paul Johnson. Good morning and thank you very much for listening. This is Business Spotlight on WRAD, the WRAD Talk Network. I'm Paul Johnson. Guests today I think you're going to find really interesting. You may have uh, seen them before, some of the fairs and festivals around the area. Maybe you've been to their business before. We're going to talk about J.H. J.H. Bard's Spirit Company with Jason Hudson and Jason Hardy. Gentlemen, first of all, thank you for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having Appreciate us. Appreciate it very much. We're going we're gonna to get into the business, obviously, the distillery. That's what we want to find out about. But first of all, find out a little bit about you guys. Uh, all the way up into let's start a distillery, uh, a little bit of a background. Uh, Jason Hudson, we'll start with you. Right on. Yeah, so we, uh, we started this, uh, we opened up March of 2021 to the general public. We've been okay. working on it for a few years prior to that. And this all started with, uh, I was bartending at a bar over in Blacksburg, and Jason came into town and was looking to start a whiskey club to start networking, um, and we formed a whiskey club. They'd bring people once a month, and we'd talk about whiskey, teach some people, and have a good amount of fun. So your background is, you know, the the potables, spirits, Absolutely. for the most part? Yeah, I, I worked in the restaurant biz for about 32 years before okay. we got out of that and, and started this up, so... Um, it was just a great way to meet a lot of different people. And, you know, we, we had so many, so much fun, so many different conversations about, well, I mean, we could make whiskey. It can't be that hard. <laughs> and then we finally convinced ourselves after two or three, 400 times talking about it that, you know, come on, let's just do this. Right. And, uh, and we started it. Jason Hardy, what brought you up to that moment, your background leading up to that? Yeah. So l- like Jason, I grew up in the New River Valley. I'm from Blacksburg originally. And Moved away for a number of years, and um, in, in my banking career, that's that's what I do for my day job. But uh, in my banking career, I found that it was very important to meet people and network, and it's a lot easier to do things over things that you enjoy. Um, whiskey being a great thing. Right, right before I left Raleigh, uh, I was part of a whiskey club down there, and just just had a blast doing it. Got to know some really cool people, and 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 really talk about conversations outside of business that then led to business. So, idea here was to move back and uh, to get established here. Start a whiskey club. When I met Jason, I mean, you know, just uh, I don't want to say sparks flew, but it, it was evident that he was a a, a very uh, in touch whiskey head, and um, it, it just made sense to do that. So, so when the two of you got together, and it went from "Hey, we both enjoy whiskey" to "Let's do this." I mean, what what was that process like, and what was the first hurdle you had to overcome? Well, I, I would say the first hurdle is is doing it right. I mean, you you, you have these conversations, and it seems like a great idea, and um, there's a, a degree of wanderlust, I think. But but after a while, uh, you start to realize that that some of the things that you're, you're talking about are are actually doable with a little bit of effort and a little bit of money and yeah um, and, and some know how. So mm-hmm. uh, we overcame the money part and the know how part uh, in different ways, and and had some fun doing that, but. Um, when it got right down to it, uh, we did realize that there was a, a, a void in this area of of local craft produced whiskey. You know, lots of great breweries, lots of distilleries doing other products, right? Uh, but but not actual craft whiskey, and and we wanted to offer that and bring that uh, using our passion and our expertise uh, to get it all together. 
So which one of it, Jason Hudson, was it you that said, I'll do it, I'll, I'll be the distiller, I'll figure this out? Because, again, it's one thing to be, you know, an expert in it. It's one thing to enjoy it and be able to, to taste it and know what you're tasting, all the notes and everything. It's another thing to, you know, to, to get out a barrel and put liquid into it and cross your fingers. How did you cross that threshold? Well, we uh, both of us have a really good palate, and we both um, find different uh, – parts of the whiskey interesting um, on in, in your mouth. And by just both of us going back and forth, we were able to to come up with a great blend of, of different barrels. Uh, and that's what we have currently running right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say it's me or Jason. I think it's a great collaborative effort between the both of us. But did you go learn from somebody? Did you read books? Did you watch YouTube videos? I mean, how? every every bit of that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we, we talked to everybody that had a set of ears that was willing to listen to us. You know, we went through books and Internet and everything and just trying to tr- find out what it is we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it. And it was, uh, I wouldn't say an easy process, right. but, but it was... It was great to to get out in the community, and we we learned a lot from the people that have been out doing it for a long time. J.H. Bard's Spirit Company, Jason Hudson, Jason Hardy are both here. What was the moment like the first time you tasted something that y'all created? It was amazing, actually. It, it's it's kind of like you you go down this long process, and you you have all these expectations, and you have all these concerns, and um, you know once you see your name on a bottle of whiskey, and once you see people enjoying it and are able to talk to them and kind of open their eyes to, to what the whiskey, uh, where it came from to where it is now is, is just, it's surreal, honestly. Yep. And, and it's what drives us. It's what keeps us going. Jason with the why you'd concur. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when, uh, we were designing the labels and we were designing the bottle structure and everything, it was a long process until we got the liquid inside the bottle. Mm-hmm. But when you see the bottle and we had our signatures on the bottle and it was our whiskey and we looked at each other from across the table, clinked glasses and had that first sip, it was <laughs> it, it was one of the one of the best days of my life. Well, it's a pivotal moment, Absolutely. obviously, because it's it's either, well, we got to go drag, back to the drawing board or we're on the right track here. Yeah. And obviously the second for you guys. Now, which which was that the single malt? Which was the first concoction? First thing we came up with was our, our bourbon. Okay. Um, bourbon is is really what started all of this. This is what started all the conversations. It's kind of what my go-to whiskey style is. And so the bourbon was the first thing that we, we came up with. Okay. And, and uh, again, the difference is I'm not a whiskey head. I enjoy. I can recognize when I'm drinking something good. But the differences between the different products that you have. Uh, for the most part, the difference comes down to uh, the grains that are used and what proportions, what they call the mash bill. So, right. you know, bourbon is a pr- primarily a corn-based um, distillate. Rye whiskey is mostly rye grain. Sure. So by combining different grains and different proportions, you can come up with many different styles of whiskey. And that's how we ended up with our, our bourbon, our rye, our maple, our single malt whiskey, um, just by playing around with different barrel uh, ages and different grain structures. Now, what is single malt? I've heard that before. Again, not being, and I'm going to use this pun more than once, not being in the bottle. Um, I've heard that before, and i am come to recognize that that's a higher level. What does that mean? So single malt really only refers to, it doesn't have anything to do with quality per se. Okay. Um, it just refers to the fact that we have one grain in there, the single, uh, and that grain is malted barley, and that's where the malt comes from. So a, a single malt just means that it's just made from one grain. Right, right. Yeah. Now, how do, because again, my very limited knowledge of, of the making of whiskey, uh, I always thought it had to be in the barrel for 
six years, eight years, 12 years? Uh, I, I'm, how, how were you able to, to get to where you are now? So different different whiskeys have different rules uh, regarding them. In uh, America, bourbon is a very American spirit, and mm-hmm. uh, to be straight bourbon whiskey has to be in the barrel for a minimum of, of two years. Okay. Um, anything beyond that is just bonus points, I suppose. Um, <laughs> sometimes old whiskey is good. Sometimes old whiskey is, in my for my palate, has just a little bit too much barrel influence, a little too much wood on there. Right. So finding that, striking that balance between a good age and a little too long, just a matter of, of personal preference. Right. Yeah, yeah. So was it two years before you could take that first ta- uh, taste? Absolutely. So a bourbon is a blend of two different barrels. We take a two-year barrel and a four-year barrel, and we blend those two together. And we found that those, that combination works really well for the style that we've decided to create. Right, right. This is Jason Hudson, Jason Hardy uh, of J.H. Bard Spirit Company in Blacksburg. You're, now, you've got a tasting room over there. Uh, you're over in the, the Pete Dye area, if I'm not mistaken. A little we bit uh, about your tasting room. We are, yeah. We, we found a great opportunity to partner with the county, the, the Pulaski County, who, who has been nothing but welcoming to us, by the way, um, has an opportunity uh, in a building uh, called the Innovation Center. And right. it's a business incubator. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and we thought that would be a great place for us to prove our concept. Uh, and it's proven exactly right. We've, like, like Jason said earlier, we've been there about two and a half years. Um, we the tasting room. Uh, we love to have people come visit us and, and sample our spirits and listen to our stories and tell us stories of their own. Frankly. And you kind of built that tasting room out of older materials. Talk a little bit about that. We did. We did. We were were very fortunate in that uh, a contact of mine had an old barn on the back of one of their properties, and uh, I knew about it. They I think didn't know about it. So when I asked them if we could take that barn down and and bring it over to Fairlawn and get it all set up as a as our tasting room. They said, sure. So we went out with, with several volunteers, and we're very thankful for our volunteers, uh, but took that barn down and, and bl- brought the wood over here and, and, and built our tasting room out of it. And really, the, the idea is that you, you're stumbling on something that you're not anticipating. Right. Right. It's, it's kind of a, it's an industrial building, uh, but we offer a nice little bit of comfort within that industrial building. Very nice. Very unexpected, like you said. Is this full-time for both of you guys, or do you still have day jobs? Full-time for Hudson and, and part-time for, for Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hope that it eventually, you know, that you can shift into this as... Uh well, we're hoping for world domination at yeah. some point. So well, if we can achieve that, then yeah, right. I would expect that would be full time. Well, at that if you point. set goals high, even if you only get to you know hemisphere domination, that's, that's still not bad. That's right. Yeah. Uh, described as an Appalachian style distillery, what does that mean? So we really wanted to focus on the the styles of whiskey that were originally in this area um bourbon being one of them uh then we wanted to focus a little bit on some of the the flavors that that are around the area um our maple whiskey for example we source our maple syrup uh, right out of bland county um most everything that we source is from local southwest virginia farmers right and just by having all of the the different communities adding a little bit of something to our, our product, it just makes it feel like an, a nice, tight Southwest Virginia product. And cul- culture is also something as well. We're, you know, we're, we understand that um, whiskey making and moonshining has been around for a long time and been a, a longstanding part of Appalachian culture. And right. uh, we want to acknowledge that. We want to acknowledge the people that have been doing this for a very long time before us. And um, we don't want to let them down by any stretch of the imagination, but we want to, to kind of modernize it and uh, and put our spin on it. Yeah, it's interesting when you think back, let's say, 100 years ago or even beyond that, when these spirits were being made right here in these mountains. Uh, but they had to keep it a secret, you know. Uh, revenuers would come by. But uh, it's nice that you are honoring that sort of heritage. 
Yeah, that that that's a big part of us and what we're what we're about. I mean, if you look at our logo, you know, we're giving a homage to uh, bluegrass music through a banjo and uh, the the Blue Ridge Mountains themselves and um, and that type of thing. So it's it's definitely something that's on the forefront of every conversation that we have. Right. It's Jason Hardy, Jason Hudson, the owners of uh, J H Bard Spirit Company. Where did the name J H Bards come from? That was a um, not a very long conversation for us, actually. So we <laughs> we talked about the whiskey club that Jason and I started years and years ago, and um, we named it the Bourbon and Rye Drinking Society. So uh, the acronym then is Bards. Uh, uh, that was going to be the original name was was Bards uh, Spirit Company or Bards Distillery. Um, Jason called me up and said one day, uh, you know, you're Jason Hardy and I'm Jason Hudson. What if we threw a JH in front of that and Very nice. made it a little bit more uh, complicated, add another level to it? And, and right. after that, it was it was easy. And of course, getting the word out there, getting the product out there. Certainly, you start at the very grassroots level. I know that you were out at Stepping Out, for instance, uh, not long ago. Is that part of the the goal? Is to get ju- people to just sample a little tiny bit of this, and and then hopefully get them interested. Yeah, you, you, not having millions and millions of dollars to throw at a marketing plan or or you know a, a grand facility or anything. We we knew that we had to ma- match our marketing strategy with with kind of where we're coming from. So the grassroots effort, uh, Jason, through his lifetime in the bar industry and, and my uh, experience in the banking industry, you know, we know people. And mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of talking to people and getting those people to talk to people. And um, it, it, we talk about concentric circles all the time. The, the first circle is the New River Valley and the second circle goes out from there. And, you know, we, we just want to just extend our brand out in a, in a measured way so we, we can support the growth. Right. Banker talking. Right. Um, but, but also be able to expand uh, in, in a way that it, it's, it makes sense for us, you know, from a time perspective. Has it happened quicker than you thought? I, I mean, that sort of the, you know, expanding of, of your area of influence. Yeah, I think so. You know, we, we figured out fairly early on, and you mentioned festivals earlier, like stepping out and, you know, Winterfest here in Dublin and um, other things like that, that these festivals do happen statewide. And if we can go into those festivals and, and the people who come to those are obviously dedicated whiskey drinkers, uh, if we can connect with them and um, create some demand and create a little bit of a personal relationship with those folks, that it's going to set up little pockets all throughout the state. Right. And so if, if we can capitalize on those pockets and encourage them to, to continue to grow, then you know, once we get into ABC stores, which we think might come in 2024, mm. um, if, if we can get into ABC stores at, at that point, then we'll have built-in demand that's already built up around the state. And, right. What's and the process of getting into the ABC stores? I mean, what's I, I, I assume, since you are still looking a year ahead in the future, or at least to next year, that it's not an easy thing to do. I think that it's it's not that it's not easy. It's it's just a, we we've evaluated it and continue to evaluate it. And uh, we like our grassroots start. We like our, our local support. We like how we're approaching uh, our growth throughout the state. The process to get an ABC is simply go meet with ABC and convince them that you have the ability to sell off of their shelves. Mm-hmm. And if they are confident that you can do that, then right. I think it, it's it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, is there is there a shelf in there? Like you'll see in wine stores, Virginia Wines. Uh, do you see the same sort of thing happening in the ABC stores? Depending on the store, yes. There, there are, you know, ABC tends to push Virginia spirits uh, to a pretty large degree, and, and we're happy for that. I think the goal is to be with the other, in the other bourbon sections or in the other rye sections, or so be it, you know. 
I think people walk in with one thing in mind and they may not walk the aisles as much in, in an ABC store. They tend to just know what they want and go for it. So if you're on that shelf, that's probably the ideal place to be. Right. Jason Hudson, talk a little bit about the difference between what I'm going to taste with one of your products compared to some of the standard brand names of bourbon and whiskey that we might be familiar with. Sure, sure. Yeah, we have uh, our bourbon is is very, very smooth, easy and approachable. Uh, there's a lot of great whiskeys that are out there, uh, bourbon specifically, that are big, bold, aggressive uh, whiskeys. And I love them all. Mm-hmm. Um Really haven't met many whiskeys I don't care for. Right. But we, when we were putting this together, we wanted to have a our, our flagship bourbon be something that would be a bit more approachable for people that are just getting into whiskeys, sure. yep. not just those folks that have been accustomed to the way bourbon can can, can feel on your palate. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's a little hot, a little burny. Um, but ours is is soft, smooth, approachable. People that have never liked whiskey before, they walk into the spot and they just happen to be you know hanging out with some people that want to be there and they have no desire to drink whiskey. By the time they walk out of the door, they're like, man, I, I actually kind of like bourbon. Right. By creating that that little bit of a different style, we've been able to open up some people's eyes, and that's been a, a lot of fun to watch the transition. And Is it sacrilege to mix this with something, or is it meant to be sipped and, and, and drunk neat? The, the only wrong way to drink whiskey, in my opinion, is to not drink whiskey. Okay. Um, we don't have so much of an ego that we we feel that we have to tell people how to drink our, our product. Um, if you like it with a bourbon and Coke, drink bourbon and Coke. If you right. like it over ice, great. As long as you're you're drinking whiskey and supporting the brand, I'm okay with however <laughs> you want to drink it. Well, I equate it to like wine people who, you know, there are certain people get to the point where they don't drink sweet wines anyway. Yeah, what do you sure. dream of drinking? But for somebody, that's what they like. Absolutely. You know, who's to argue with an individual palate? Yeah, I mean, personally, the, I drink whiskey in a glass, nothing mm-hmm. added to it. That's just how I like my whiskey. And there's a lot of people that are that way. Right. Um, our whiskey fits that bill. It's a mix as well with uh, making cocktails, making just a straight little highball. So it's uh, super versatile. And like I said, the only wrong way to drink it is just to not drink it. Right. I know Jason had mentioned the, the goal of getting into the ABC stores, but you're also in a lot of restaurants around this area as well, correct? We are. We are. That was one of our first steps when we got the tasting room open and we had people coming in and enjoying our product as we went out and it was just me, Jason, a backpack full of booze and walking into restaurants, knocking on the door and, and having a little bit of a meeting with the management there and bar managers, general managers, and giving them our story, talking about our product, mm-hmm. letting them sample our product and seeing if it fit the bill for their menu. And we were really, really happy that it took off quite well. I mean, we're in almost 40 different restaurants here in the, in the local area, uh, a couple restaurants that are a little further out. Uh, we have one in Fredericksburg and one in Roanoke, or I'm sorry, Richmond. So we've got we've got some a little bit of reach, right? Which has been a lot of fun. But yeah, restaurants have definitely been a, a great way for folks in the Newer Valley to see our products outside of our tasting room. Jason Hardy, Jason Hudson, uh, they are the owners of JH Bard's Spirit Company. Let's talk about, again about the tasting room here, the hours, and kind of the experience somebody would have if they if they go to the tasting room. Sure thing. Yeah, the the easy answer to the question there is the hours part. So right now we're open Thursday and Friday, five to eight. Uh, Saturday noon to eight and Sunday one to six. And the only way that really changes is if we're out of town for a festival or at even local for a festival. If if we are at a festival, our license goes with us. We're not able to serve in our tasting room. So 
we hate to lock the doors, but sometimes we have to do it in order to get out and do some of those festivals. Right. Social media to let people know on the, the, the days that those occur. We do our absolute best on Facebook and Instagram to get that, that word out. Our, our website is fairly frequently updated with, a, with the calendar. Um, but Facebook and Instagram are definitely the ways to look at it. And what week. is that website, Jason? Uh, com. Oh, that wasn't already taken. That was yep, a good yep. thing. <laughs> not, not as creative as, as it could be, but, yeah. but gets the point across, I think. So, I, I, you know, from, from the time you had that initial conversation to right now, this day and time, what were the hiccups along the way that you didn't anticipate or ones that you knew were coming and faced them square on? Yeah, I think from a from a business planning standpoint, we made a couple of great decisions. So I'm, I'm gonna hit the highs before I hit the lows. In okay. just a second. But the uh, you know the great decisions were number one, locate in Pulaski County in the Innovation Center. I mean, great place to start a business. Very low barrier to entry as long as you're playing by the rules. Mm-hmm. And the county is very eager to work with you, which we've been nothing but thankful for. Terrific. So great decision there. Um, some challenges, honestly, have been. Um, some more on the operational side. I, I think some, uh, you know, any of the any time that you are starting a new business and you're talking about growing, uh, it, it no, when, knowing when to pull certain strings to make other things work is right. is a challenge. And so we've hit a couple of those things. And uh, fortunately, maybe if it were just one of us in in this looking at it that way, it might have been a little more challenging. But when you've got your your buddy to kind of bounce some ideas off of, you, you can kind of see ahead of those. A little bit. So right. I, I will say we've been very fortunate uh, overall. And I would imagine one of the challenges, Jason Hudson, is is anticipating where you're going to be two years from now. Because, again, you've got to pour liquid into a barrel today that you're not going to put into a bottle for two years. You kind of have to look into that crystal ball, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the planning is one of the, the biggest things that we have to do. We have to worry about inventory levels, uh, how fast we're selling, um, how slow we're selling. Um, but making sure that we always have that backfill behind us that any if we decide to go into ABC stores, you know, that's going to increase our, our production significantly. Right. Um, so that's been the barrier so far for us getting into ABC is merely just having the, the production levels that, mm-hmm. and, and the age in the barrels. Right. But for the most part, we've had haven't had any big problems with that. We um We've been really, really good at, at trying to get everything and keep it all scheduled properly. Is there is is the cycle of distilling constant or is it, uh, you know, on an anniversary date? OK, these barrels are ready or is it kind of in constant motion? It, it really depends on the barrel itself. You can have two different barrels that were filled on the same day that are stored right beside each other. Um, same wood, same liquid. But for some reason, you know, one maturates a little bit differently than the other one. And mm-hmm. it's just variations in barrels and everything right so one of the hardest parts of our job is every now and again we have to open up those barrels and we have to taste them it's it's just a really really difficult job to, <laughs> to sip on whiskey all afternoon you and, almost said that with a straight face that was good <laughs> yeah, you're getting better right. but that's that's one of the fun days for us is when we do our barrel tastings mm-hmm. um we have a couple friends that are really really good um at, at pulling flavors out of of whiskey they've got great palates and we've had some buddies come over and help us out and help us determine when it's ready to go. Right. If, if we like it, that's one thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, we don't make our whiskey for us. We make our whiskey for the general public. And right. Having those other people around to help us out with the flavors, you know, really is, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Hudson, Jason Hardy from J.H. Bard's Spirit Company. Let's talk about the future. I mean, where do you, in your Land of Oz dreams, Jason, uh, think that this could go? So we talk about growth and in, in, in our future in terms of uh, 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Okay. And we're, we're living 1.0 right now you know, in the Pulaski County Innovation Center, and 
over in Fairlawn. Um, 2.0 is a larger facility, which would allow larger production capability and, and the ability to get into the ABC stores and manage that uh, that pull on inventory. Um, that's probably over towards Blacksburg. We've been working on that for just a little bit now. And um, as of today, are waiting on some numbers for a, a potential spot. So if those work out, then we'll we'll have some announcements, hopefully, to make here in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, 3.0 is is really to be determined, you know, and, and 3.0 for us is probably 10, 15 years down the road. But uh, we want to be a large production distillery and uh, a place where you can come and, and see the, the process from soup to nuts and really understand what it is that we do, whether that's in an industrial or a, a farm type uh, setting. And uh, Knowing that it's that far out is is one thing, but being able to prepare for it and look for opportunities to be able to capitalize on it is another. So we're we're always evaluating sites and talking about different places that we can go. And uh, when we see something that we like and that that makes sense for us, we'll, we'll probably go ahead and start moving that way. Are there brands out there that you look at and go, boy, that's we'd like to be where they are? Of course, of course. You know, and one thing I'll say about this industry, and and um, if if you spent any time in it, you you know, is that. Everybody in this industry is so welcoming and helpful. You know, we were talking earlier about getting started and learning and that type of thing. And uh, really, I think the biggest resource that we've been able to come across are, are people that are doing this and have been doing this for a long time. Right. So we certainly look towards brands like you know Maker's Mark and Woodford Reserve and those folks over in, in Kentucky that, that have really established their brands um, as the premier bourbon brands in the, com- uh, in the world, really. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're constantly looking at them, uh, emulating them where we can and uh, scaled, of course. Right. But, uh, really, you know, idolizing them and, and and hoping that we can we can be like them one day. Okay, J H Bard's Spirit Company, Jason Hudson, Jason Hardy. Anything we haven't talked about that you guys wanted to mention? Any of the the other brands that you that you bottle? You know, we've got our Sinky Creek Vodka. It doesn't say J H Bard's on the bottle, but our Sinky Creek Vodka has been extraordinarily um, popular, and we're really really proud of it. Uh, we call it our 80 proof water it doesn't have a whole lot of burn or any anything <laughs> and that's on. a quicker turnaround on the distilling process yeah absolutely vodka doesn't require any any barreling at, at all um so that's why there's a lot of folks out there when they're getting their distillery started they'll start with either vodka or gin or right. or, or rum because uh, mm-hmm. you don't re- need any barreling on that and that's kind of where our vodka comes into play you know it's it's quick and, and fairly easy to make and goes right into the bottle um, right that's become that's become one of our best-selling uh, products is our vodka um, we've got a, a great festival that's coming up this weekend, uh, up in Fredericksburg, Virginia, the Virginia B- uh, bourbon and beer festival. Uh, we attended last year, had a great time. Um, so this Saturday on the 19th, we will be closed, but, uh, be up there having a lot of fun, hopefully meeting a lot of new people and, uh, getting up there and, and talking to some, you'll be there as this is being broadcast on the, uh, on the air. Right Absolutely. Now. We'll be on the road when this is on the air. So hopefully we'll be able to turn it, tune in and, and listen to our own words. <laughs> well, that's terrific. And again, it'll be archived. If you missed a portion of this broadcast or anything, uh, will archive this uh, sometime after the broadcast, but, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Jason Hudson, Jason Hardy, the owners of JH Bard spirit, company. I have no doubt uh, that you guys are, 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 are on the right path, obviously, but up for some, some great things as well. Congratulations on where you are and good luck on where you're going. Thank Thanks, you very Paul. much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for listening. This is Business Spotlight of the WRAD Talk Network. I'm Paul Johnson. Again, thank you very much for listening.